you're having a good one today, or you're about to have a good one today. I uh, got up super early this morning. It's Wednesday, and it's early in the morning, so I'm going to talk a little bit quieter again today. I should do a whole show where I whisper. The dogs and Lisa are still sleeping. Uh, If they get up, it's uh, (laughs) equal amounts of uh, chaos from all of them. it's, they, they really can cause a ruckus uh, in the mornings. So uh, it's a little bit nice to have. I, I love getting up early because I, I it's just quiet time. And not just for my family, but, you know, like nobody needs anything from me right now. It's nice, right? It's my time. Leave me alone at this time of day. Um. Uh, I have a lot that I want to talk about today, and it's Saturday, and it's it's just a little bit more of a fun. I don't even know. I don't think I'm going to do Saturday episodes very often. Uh, I just felt like it today. I I got some new toys to to play with here, um, some new music beds um, for different parts of the show, and um, I'm kind of excited to toy around with these. But I'll likely screw some stuff up, so that'll be fun for you. Um. Anyway, uh, there's a lot to talk about today. Uh, the list that I'm grateful for um, was really long today. Um, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But for right now, it's time to talk the lottery. Uh, this is the moment when we all get the dream about having a whole bunch of money. And uh, it, it's... I. I is one of my favorite things. It costs you virtually nothing, just a few bucks. You get to dream about, like, what would I do with all that money? Until the lottery drawing, and then you realize you don't have any of the numbers. So, But it's fun while it lasts, I guess. Um, they're especially fun when they get really, really big. And then you can think about like buying yachts and things like that. Um, anyway, the Mega Millions jackpot. No one won last night, so that, that's kind of fun for... Those of us who like bigger jackpots, uh, $26 million for the next drawing, which is on Tuesday. They draw on Tuesdays and Fridays. Uh, the cash option for that $26 million jackpot is $13.7 million. Of course, Uncle Sam will take roughly 40, 45% of that. So let's say you wind up with about seven, eight million at the end of the day, right? I, that's just uh, not even back of the napkin math. That is just in Kale's head math. And that's that's usually not very reliable math, so uh, whatever. The Powerball jackpot is uh, at $20 million for tonight, a $10.7 million cash option. Drawings for the Powerball are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And uh, again, there's one tonight, so that's uh, up for grabs. Make sure to get yourself a ticket if you want that, that moment of, of uh, dreaming and that, that few hours of... Can I make this happen? And by the way, I don't understand. I, I don't know if this is a gambling thing, but I don't understand why you can only buy tickets after a certain time in the morning. I don't get that. And I do get the cutoff because you got to do it before the drawing, right? But like when I go to the store, they're like, ah, can't sell tickets till after, I don't know what, it, eight, nine, something like that. Anyway, uh, sip of coffee. Sorry. Mm. Damn, that's good. Love coffee early in the morning. Um, anyway, as I was mentioning, my list of what I'm grateful for is really long today. This is my new 
new little bed, my music bed. What is Kale grateful for today? <laughs> and again, this isn't. Um, I, I'm, I'm more challenging you to remember to be very grateful for things uh, in in doing it. But this is for me to just get this off my chest and to make sure that I remember every morning to be grateful. And um, it's kind of a fun way for me to to get this off my chest and to make sure that I I acknowledge uh, what it is I'm grateful for. So this morning, um, I got up super early in the morning. In fact, uh, I got up at, well, I got out of bed at 4.30, and uh, no birds are chirping. But I got to be honest with you, right at 5 a.m., they start. And it's, it's amazing. It's like, I don't know, I'd like they have an alarm clock or something. Um, luckily I can't hear their alarm clock every morning. I just hear them, which is nice. I'd rather wake up to birds chirping every morning, but during the summer, um, they, they're up, you know, usually the same time every morning around four thirty. Um, so it's getting earlier and earlier and earlier. So I was very grateful to hear them. Uh, so early this morning, uh, means the weather is turning and we're getting into that, that cool, that when I say cooler, I mean neater. Um, we're getting into a fun period of time. Uh, it's peaceful and quiet. No one wants anything from me at this moment. I, I'm very grateful for that. Uh, I'm also grateful because on Saturday mornings is when we do our grocery shopping. And I'm grateful this morning. I was just thinking about the fact that, you know, we, we go grocery shopping. We don't really think much of it. And we just go and get what we want. And um, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably not always grateful. I don't think of this very often, but I'm grateful that we have the money and the security to be able to go and buy the groceries that we want and uh, that we um, can afford to do what we want. And when it comes to at least eating, and a lot of people are wondering how they're going to eat today. So I guess that's, uh, that's a good place to be. And I've been there. So I, I'm glad that uh, we're in this this position. I'm very grateful for um, Lisa being super risk averse <clears throat> with her money. Um, I I take a lot of risks with money uh, right now, taking a big risk, and she's supportive of it, and it's been awesome. So I'm so grateful for her. I, I also about our relationship. I love our yin yang. That whole she's super conservative and with money, and I'm not. And she, you know, has things that she's um, other traits that she has that I'm kind of the opposite of. I love the yin yang of our relationship. And, um, you know, she just told me the other day, she, uh, she switched jobs a couple of times. She's found the place that she's probably going to retire at. Um, she's not even 50. So it's a pretty big statement. Um, but she's worked here before and she came back and she got a nice promotion and they've treated her extraordinarily well. Um, they're appreciative of her and she appreciates them. And it, it's wonderful to see, um, but she said something to me the other day that, that was really, really kind. She said that she never would have built our beautiful house if it wasn't for me. She said that um, she wouldn't be where she is in her career if it wasn't for me because she wouldn't normally take those risks. And I, <laughs> I don't know if it's because I tricked her, or uh, but somehow I convinced her uh, to build the house that was... That was one thing. Um, and then the other thing was that, you know, she sees me moving through my career and the risks that I've taken. Um, and uh, that, that made her maybe believe that it wasn't such a big deal 
and it was okay to do that. So th- that was nice to hear that. Um, I don't think that, I, you know, I think we're all guilty of this. I don't always think that I bring a ton to the table. Um, hopefully I make her laugh and she enjoys being around me, but like you don't think of things like this that you actually, um, you know, kind of inspire people to be different than they were before. Uh, and that, that, that was really nice for her to say that. But if that is true, then we do have this crew, really cool yin-yang relationship. Uh, she certainly grounds me because she's, you know, the way she is. And we both have this really cool thing, too, where when the other one is bitching about something, the other one is there to go, now remember. We do, we do it all the time. It's funny. Um, and just instantly. Uh, and we just kind of just automatically. And we both do it, right? So, like, who are you to tell me? You get like this all the time. <laughs> but they, it works. I don't know. It just works. And I'm, I'm grateful. Um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I'm, I, I'm excited to get up every day. Um, I woke up at one thirty this morning, and I was a little disappointed it wasn't time to get up. And I, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that everybody feels that way. I think that people look at at the clock at one thirty and like either are pissed that they don't have enough more time to sleep, or they're excited that oh, it's only one thirty, I get to sleep a whole bunch more. I was pissed that it wasn't closer to a acceptable time to get up. By society standards, I don't want to get up at three o'clock in the morning and be sitting in my office doing stuff. I don't. I don't think that's either a healthy or b uh, normal. I don't. I don't want to do that. But by the same token, um, I just. I don't know. I like. I like that. I'm excited to get up every day. Um, I'm grateful for my friends, uh, my old ones. I don't. Um, I don't get to talk to you very often. Um, but I think about you all the time. Uh, the Toms, Todds, uh, there's only one Todd. There's a couple of Toms, Todd, Heath, Dirk. I think about you guys all the time, Joe. Um, I'll probably forget somebody and they'll be pissed. But uh, I think about them all the time. I, we just don't talk very often, and I I feel bad for that. Um, I don't, you know, like I don't want to be a dick, but, I mean, we're not calling each other. It's not just me, but... I feel mostly responsible for that. I don't know why, but uh, at any rate, um, I'm also thankful for my new friends, my newer friends, the ones that I've made in the last, you know, since I've lived in um, the area that I live in now. I apologize for that. Um, The the newer friends that I've made, I'm grateful for them. They, you know, we talk a lot, um, they they make me believe that I make them laugh. <laughs> they make me laugh. Uh, I you know you know who you are, Dennis and uh, Andy, Ben. You guys have been uh, the ones that I've talked to most recently, and just in this last week, and uh, just great people. Um, uh, Chris and Dennis, we had that great phone call the other night. Uh, that was that was just awesome. Um, the uh, one of my friends uh, texted me. And he had listened to, he's kind of, you know, testing, beta testing my, these, uh, these podcast episodes. And he sent me a text and he said, we should do a spinoff called What's Kale Eating instead of What's Eating Kale, which made me laugh out loud. Uh, do, doing a non-video podcast about cooking would be, or what I'm eating would be hilarious. 
um, and also who gives a shit about what I eat. But I, we're actually going to talk about it today in in honor of Andy and my family. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm also finally grateful for the Bucks. They're in Miami tonight for Game Three, uh, the first round of the NBA playoffs, and I just I can't tell you how much I love it. Uh, it's you know, I got some weird feelings about the Packers right now. So this is, I'm, I'm really enjoying the Bucks, uh, and I don't enjoy sports that much, but I am enjoying the Bucks. Uh, started watching the Brewer game last night and fell asleep almost instantly. So I'm not quite there with baseball uh, yet, but I love during the summer just having a baseball game on. But again, my my love for basketball and football are are tops. Um, so uh, in the interest of new music beds, we're going to give this one a world too. music bed for the part of the show this is where we start talking about what's eating kale these are all the things good and bad that confound interest or know on me and uh, it's just the stuff that <clears throat> that I want to talk about for whatever reason these are the things that I want to get out of my head early in the morning so that I free myself up for other focuses and uh Today it's gonna. I just want to keep it light and fun, just because it's Saturday, and it, aren't Saturdays for that? I think they are. Uh, so the first thing I want to talk about is old TV and movies. Uh, that is my jam lately. I don't know what it is about black and white TV or movies, but man, I, I, it, there's just a, like a comfort that I feel when. A black and white movie is on the actors the the kind of old time there's just a i don't know there's a a vibe about it that i i really really like as of late um don't get me wrong i like new things too but um if i'm up before everybody and i turn on the tv there is going to be a, a, a 1940s 50s 60s maybe early 70s uh movie or tv series on really big into perry mason lately uh, I have watched all of um, The Rifleman, all of Wanted Dead or Alive, Gunsmoke. Uh, I've watched a bunch of that, um, but not not the whole thing. Um, anyway, I just I, I've been really enjoying those. And for whatever reason, I turned on Andy Griffith, which I probably would have made fun of a few years ago. But damn, it's a fine show. It's funny. It, Ron Howard is a funny kid in that show, and of course Barney Fife and. What have you? That it's just been—I don't know. I it, it's been a little bit of a revelation, and I know that that was—you you, know—it's overly, uh, you know, I don't know, homogenized. Uh, but I, I I really really enjoy it, and uh, it makes me laugh. Um, it really does. The uh, the old time movies, um, you know, a lot of them have been westerns, but uh, a couple of Cary Grant movies, uh, Jimmy Stewart movies. Uh, I'll tell you a story real quick about uh, this movie that caught me by surprise a number of years ago. Going through the recession, and um, I just showered, and I honestly think this was the day that I kind of was starting to come out of the recession. I realized how old I looked, and it was like I hadn't looked in a mirror in a couple of years, and suddenly wrinkles and gray hair, and it had all like kind of just dawned on me uh, all in this one day. If it wasn't that specific day, it was around the same time that uh, I just had a TV on a channel. And I came out of the shower and, um, you know, I think I had 
just a pair of shorts on at the time. And I look up and I see this, this movie that's on TV. It's black and white. And I sat there and watched the whole thing and never got dressed. It was a Saturday morning. I remember while I'd worked out and I'd, I'd just showered up after a workout and I, uh, I just sat there and watched this whole movie and I, I had no idea. I didn't even know what it was while I was watching it. Turns out that it was a movie called The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And it stars John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart and probably a female actor that I'm not, I don't know who that is right off the top of my head. Great movie. Um, and that's one of the movies I've rewatched recently. And um, just that, I don't know, just a good movie. Uh, lots of good movies. Uh, Red River, um, the, uh, what is it? The Sons of Katie Elder is one of my favorites. Um, anyway, just if it's old and black and white and, um, I don't know. I just, there's something about it. The Bishop's Wife I watched not long ago. Uh, tomorrow, if I get up early enough <clears throat> before everybody else, I'm going to, um, uh, watch a Cary Grant movie, Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant. Uh, what is the name of that show? The Philadelphia Story. Uh, Catherine Hepburn is in that. I'm, I'm excited. I've had it on a couple of times, but I just haven't been able to pay attention to it. So I'm going to do that. Anyway, that's that's uh, that's one thing that's kind of getting at me. Like it's it's on my brain a lot. Um, you know, like what can I, what is another cool thing that I could watch? Um, that that that's something that I. I think about probably a little bit too much during the course of the day. Uh, so hopefully uh, talking about that right now will settle me down and um, I won't I won't lose my train of thought to that in the middle of the day today. Um, so uh, this next one is owed to uh, my friend Andy Salamone and also to my family uh, because uh, I'm a very picky. I, first of all, it's, it's owed to Andy because he's the one that said we should do a, a spinoff called... Uh, what's kale eating, uh, which made me laugh. Uh, and uh, it's owed to my family because, and my friends, who know to me to, who know me to be a picky eater, because I am. Uh, but I am really into trying new foods lately. <laughs> I think they would be interested to know. I When we were in the Dominican Republic uh, about a month ago or so, I ordered on purpose and ate mushrooms. Um, I also uh, ordered... This salmon ravioli, which was the salmon made the noodle of the ravioli, and then there is cheese inside. And the salmon was very thinly sliced and raw, and it was delish. And I lived. Um, I, I want to keep these short, but I really want to tell a story right here. This is one of you know when your dad gives you. It's both bullshit and great advice all at the same time. Uh, this is one of those stories. We were I, I haven't eaten seafood in decades, and. Um, I just, you get a bad piece of fish and it just turns you off and you don't want to do it again. Anyway, we were in Florida for the very first time in my life. I spent uh, Christmas in a warm weather destination. Didn't love the Christmas experience just because I liked the snow and the crispness and the whatever, but uh, it was a great experience. We went down there and um, we went one night, the whole family, uh, my aunt, uncle, my cousin, my sister, everybody went to uh a place called the Crab Shack for dinner. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> There's not going to be anything here that I like. But lo and behold, on the menu was the world's best ribs. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just get order of the world's best ribs and watch these poor sons of guns pick through their crab and lobster and what have you. And uh, 
So I get the ribs, and I swear to God, they were rotten. They were. It was the most awful bite of food I ever had. I had one bite of the ribs, and it was so bad. I really just the taste of it. Everything was just. I, I thought I was gonna lose it right there. And uh, my dad, in his <laughs> in his amazing way, <clears throat> gives me a piece of advice. He goes. I said, you know, these are not the best ribs in the world. And he goes, when in Rome, why would you order ribs? And I'm like, thanks, Captain Obvious, but you guys chose to go to a place where I like literally can't eat. And I, I uh, my girlfriend and I at the time went to McDonald's afterwards. Uh, but thanks, Dad, for reminding me that when you go to cra- the Crab Shack... <laughs> If you expect the world's best ribs, you're an idiot. I I get it. Um, anyway, uh, I've been inspired to cook more recently as well. Uh, I I caught this Netflix series called The Chef Show with John Favreau, the director of a lot of Marvel movies, and and a guy named Roy Choi. And uh, it was fascinating because it was all like normal food, like grilled cheeses and hamburgers and uh, different things. And it was it was really interesting because it was very hot. It was very elevated food, but yet. Um, stuff that like resonated with me that I like get like it wasn't so foo-foo that I'm like I'm never gonna have foie gras or whatever like that's just not my thing um this was that and it was based on a show called chef uh and I would highly recommend the movie a lot of uh people in the business claim that the movie chef that John Favreau starred in and I believe directed um Roy Choi was um the consultant on that movie, and I think it's loosely based on his life. By the way, um, he's a great chef, and started with a food truck and uh, went from there. But at any rate, um, <clears throat> the movie is great, and a lot of chefs uh, were inspired by that movie. Uh, every time they meet someone, just offhand, they'll say that movie's why I cook. Uh, you'll see a chef that said, "I was out of the business for five years, and I saw that movie, and I." was inspired to get back in. And it's a simple movie, but it really is kind of neat. And just watching some of the, even the way John Favreau's character makes a grilled cheese for his kid uh, is just fantastic. And it really gave me an appreciation. And then it, the chef show goes to all these, I mean, the Wolfgang Puck to all these famous restaurants for pizza and all these things. And they, they just kind of learn about, oh my God, like sourdough bread, like the the passion that these people that they interview and work with that make sourdough bread is just, it's unbelievable. Uh, but anyway, inspiring. And so I wanted to just, I, you know, like making a steak is somewhat simple, but somewhat, you know, it's art and science. And it's, I don't know, like that really inspired me. So um, what was neat, it was during the winter um, learning to cook on like a skillet um, because like my best cooking has always been just throw something on a grill because it always tastes better, right? Like a burger on a grill and whatever. Uh, this movie just kind of made me realize that I can make a burger taste as good as anything on a skillet. I can make a steak taste as good as any steak on a skillet. We we do a, a salad, Lisa and I, uh, every once in a while where it's a lean sirloin steak and you don't get a lot of flavor out of those lean meats. Uh, and I can, and I can cook it perfectly almost every time now. And so it's, it's been very cool, very fun. Um, uh, when I cook Lisa clean, so I, <laughs> it's 
It's my least favorite part of cooking, so that's kind of cool. Um, only if I cook for us. If I cook for me, I got to clean my own stuff, so that's kind of a bummer. But the other thing that I'm really into is eggs and trying. Like when you watch these shows and you watch like people who really know how to cook cook eggs, they they talk a lot about how fragile an egg is and how hard it is to cook it just right, and that's super inspiring to me. And I like eggs. I like over easy eggs. Over easy eggs are somewhat difficult to to cook. Um, omelets are another thing that you know Wolfgang Puck is probably known as one of the best omelet makers in the world and there's an episode in the chef show where he cooks where, where they go into omelets anyway and um, how most people burn their omelets and they don't even know that they're burning their omelets and like there's just this very delicate balance between heat and you know how an egg is cooked and it's, it's just super inspiring uh, so I, I've been getting into cooking Lately, I guess that's the long and short of it. Um, and trying to cook well. Like, in the beginning, I didn't care. <clears throat> in the beginning, I was trying to uh, just cook stuff. And, like, I kind of wanted it to be bad because the, it, it intrigued me to make, you know, stuff that would be fun to eat. Um, but when I started getting more into eating more healthy and less calories and what have you, um, I just started cooking better. Uh, better foods and learning how to... We, we do this chicken. Oh, my God. It's a boneless, skinless chicken. It is so... I I hate boneless, skinless chicken because it's really hard to make it tasty. And we... we I learned a recipe, learned how to make it, and we it's one of our faves. Um, so, at any rate, uh, that's... that's um, You know, that's where we're at uh, for today's What's Eating Kale and What's Kale Eating. Thank you, Andrew Salamone. I hope you guys enjoy your Saturday. This is What's Eating Kale.